the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. Our minds will be blown by Jesus, and we will worship Him for the wonderful things that He's done, the incomprehensible things that He has done. It will be worship not just because He has redeemed us by His blood and His sacrifice on the cross, but also we will worship Him in the kingdom age because He has judged sin upon the earth and He has established His kingdom. In the kingdom age, when Jesus Christ returns to earth, we will be blown away with the wonders He performs. We will be able to worship Him without distraction, truly. As Pastor Dan teaches today, there will be many reasons to thank our King. We will sing His praises, not only for our redemption by His blood on the cross, but also for the judgment He brings to earth and all He does to establish His kingdom. It is during the kingdom age when all of God's plans have come to fruition, exactly as He said they would, because He is faithful. And now open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 24 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 24. Isaiah chapters 24 to 27 are sometimes referred to as the little apocalypse of Isaiah. And the reason that these chapters are called the little apocalypse of Isaiah is because they encapsulate the book of Revelation. And then chapters 25 to 27... They describe the kingdom age that comes after the time of tribulation upon the earth. When Jesus Christ returns to the earth and establishes his kingdom on the earth, and he rules and reigns for a thousand years upon the earth in what's known as the millennial kingdom, before the great white throne judgment and before he creates a new heaven and a new earth. And so look at verse 1 of 24. Behold, the Lord, Yahweh, makes the earth empty and makes it waste. He distorts its surface and scatters abroad its inhabitants. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest. As with the servant, so with his master. As with the maid, so with his, her mistress. As with the buyer, so with the seller. As with the lender, so with the borrower. As with the creditor, so with the debtor. The land shall be entirely emptied and utterly plundered, for the Lord has spoken this word, describing uh, the the tribulation time. Uh, No one will be exempt from it. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody that is on the earth at that time will go through the tribulation, experience the wrath of God upon the earth. And as it says here, God will, will empty the earth, 
during that time of her inhabitants, during the tribulation period. And I've mentioned before that Revelation tells us that as much as half the world's population will perish in the tribulation period during that seven-year time frame uh, in Revelation chapter 6 to 19. Then if you look at the end of chapter 24, the very last sentence of chapter 24, we see the Lord Jesus Christ will be reigning on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And so chapter 24 ends with the return of Jesus Christ to the earth, literally physically to the earth, to Jerusalem, and the beginning of the kingdom age on the earth, the beginning of his millennial reign upon the earth. And this is described in Revelation chapters 19 and 20. So this corresponds with Revelation chapters 19 and 20. And so now going into chapter 25, uh, we have the kingdom age described for us after the tribulation. And so remember from Sunday mornings, we have the church age that we're in right now. And at the end of the church age, chapter 4 of Revelation, the church is caught up to heaven. You have the rapture of the church in heaven with the Lord, chapters 4 and 5. And then chapters 6 to 19, you have the tribulation period upon the earth. And then chapter 19, Jesus Christ returns to the earth in glory and power. And he establishes his kingdom on the earth. And he reigns for a thousand years. And then at the end of the thousand years, you have the great white throne judgment. And then Jesus creates a new heaven and a new earth. And we all live happily ever after, right? That's the outline of the book of Revelation. And here we have in chapter 25, the kingdom age now. In chapter 25, it begins with uh, the praise of the saints who are reigning with Christ during the kingdom age. And and we'll be included in that. Remember from Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. Remember, we're worshiping in heaven, and it says that he has made us kings and priests, and we will reign on the earth with him. And so this will be in this in chapter 25. We'll be worshiping and praising Jesus during the kingdom age here on earth. Verse 1 says, O Lord, You are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for, here's why, you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. And notice those worshiping God during the kingdom age, they call him my God. Doesn't say the God, my God. They, they have a personal relationship with God. And they exalt Him, it says in verse 1. Literally, they, they lift Him up above everyone else and everything else. They exalt Jesus during the kingdom age. And they praise His name, it says. That means they praise His character, His attributes. They're, they're, they're praising Him for who He is. His character. His nature. And the reason it says they exalt him and praise him is because, look what it says, he has done wonderful things. In the kingdom age, we are going to worship Jesus Christ for the wonderful things that he has done. Isn't that great? You know, this word wonderful here, it it means incomprehensible or difficult to understand. 
in, uh, in the Psalms, uh, Psalm 40, verse 5. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works. It's the same word. Which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done. And in the kingdom age, when Jesus Christ returns to the earth and we return with him and we're with him on the earth and he has established his kingdom over all of the earth in the kingdom age, our minds will be blown by Jesus and we will worship him for the wonderful things that he's done, the incomprehensible things that he has done. And it will be worship not just because he has redeemed us by his blood and his sacrifice on the cross, but also we will worship him in the kingdom age because he has judged sin upon the earth and he has established his kingdom and we'll worship him for all that he's done on the earth to establish his kingdom, all the wonderful things, mind-blowing things that he's done incomprehensible and will worship him look what it says because his counsels of old are faithfulness and truth in the kingdom age we will worship jesus because his counsels or his plans will have come to pass at that time at that point exactly as he said they would in the scriptures We're going to worship him because his word is true. Because he's faithful to his word. Because we can count on him and count on his promises. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, the Lord says, My counsel, my plans shall stand. His plans will come to pass according to his word. You know, in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, when Jesus Christ comes back to the earth and he comes riding down out of heaven on a white horse, it says there in Revelation 19, 11, that his name will be faithful and true. Faithful and true. And we will worship him. We'll exalt him and praise him and give glory and honor to him because He's been faithful and true, and his plans have come to pass, just as he said they would, according to his word. And so verse 1 tells us that in the kingdom age, uh, the kingdom age will be all about worshiping Jesus. It'll be all about worshiping Jesus and praising him. At that point, we will have our glorified bodies We'll be freed from sin. We'll be free from the flesh. Uh, We'll be free from dealing with our flesh. We'll be free from spiritual warfare. And we will truly be able to worship Him. We'll truly be able to worship Him without distraction, without temptation, like like never before. And look at verse 2. Another reason we will worship Jesus in the kingdom age is given to us in verse 2. For, again, this is the reason, for you have made a city a ruin, a fortified city a ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, the strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. Now here when it says, 
uh, you have made a city a ruin. It's talking about uh, all the cities that will be upon the earth. The idea is pick any city, and it's in ruins at the end of the tribulation period. So when we get to it, when, when the end of the tribulation comes, at the end of that seven years of God pouring out his judgment upon the earth, all of the cities of the earth will be destroyed by God's judgment. We saw back in chapter 24 that the earth will be emptied of its population. In Revelation 6, it says during the tribulation period, people will live in caves to try to avoid the destruction that's coming upon the earth. And we're going to worship Jesus for his judgment upon the earth. He he, he finally will judge wickedness and sin and rebellion in the world. He's finally going to stand up and take that scroll and deal with the rebellion that's in this world. And we're going to worship him. Another reason we'll worship Jesus in the kingdom age is found in verse 4. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress. During the kingdom age, everything's going to be flipped. Right now, the poor and the needy are at a disadvantage. During the kingdom age, that's all going to be flipped. The Lord will be the strength of the poor and strength to the needy during the kingdom age. And Jesus will be a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against a wall. We're going to praise Jesus in the kingdom age for protecting his people, for being a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat. It gets really hot in the Middle East. You know, it's really bright and sunny and hot, and you're always looking for the shade. And Jesus is going to be our shade. Jesus is a refuge for us. He's a very present help in our time of need. And we're going to worship him for his protection. It says that the terrible ones will be like a storm against the wall, meaning it'll have no effect on us. Because the Lord will protect us, and we're going to worship him for his protection. Verse 5 goes on. You will reduce the noise of aliens as heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud. You know, when a cloud goes in front of the sun and you can feel the temperature cool off a little bit. The song of the terrible ones will be diminished. And speaking of the enemies of Israel, the enemies of God's people will be silenced. When Jesus Christ returns, it tells us in Revelation 19 that a word will go out of his mouth like a sword and he will destroy all the nations. He'll destroy all the enemies of, uh, of his people. He'll strike the nations and they'll be silenced. Now look at verse 6. Verse 6 is maybe the, the most interesting verse in the whole chapter to me. It says in verse 6, And in this mountain meaning Jerusalem, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wine on the lees. Again, this is talking about the kingdom age. When Jesus Christ returns... It tells us in verse 6, you know, he's going to return to Jerusalem. And when he returns, he's going to make a huge feast for his people. 
a banquet in Jerusalem. And I like the King James Version here. The King James says, a feast of fat things. I like that. (laughs) A feast of fat things. All the things you're not supposed to eat right now, right? In the kingdom age, that's what we're going to have to eat in Jerusalem. And we're going to have our glorified bodies. It's going to be all right. You won't have to worry about cholesterol or carbs or anything like that. You can eat whatever you want. And he's going to serve us the fat things in the kingdom. And he will give us at that time, look what it says, well-aged wine to drink. Do you remember the Last Supper? Jesus was with his disciples and he shared that Passover meal and explained the new covenant to them in his blood. He had the cup of wine. So this is the cup, the new covenant, which is made in my blood. Just a sacrifice for you for the remission of your sins. And if you remember, at that last supper, after sharing that cup of wine with the disciples, Jesus said to them, But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When does that take place? Right here. In Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6. This is when he's going to drink the wine again in his kingdom. With his people. In Jerusalem. So he has this big banquet, this big feast. for, And we'll be there. We're going to be at this feast in Jerusalem. In the kingdom age with Christ. What is this banquet? Well, there's a couple interpretations on it. First, it could be uh, the celebration of Jesus being crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords, like a coronation ceremony and a feast in Jerusalem to celebrate that he has established his kingdom and he is now the king of the earth. It, It could be that. Another interpretation of this is that this, this is the marriage feast. This is the marriage celebration. Uh, Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 8, uh, tell us that Jesus Christ, the Lamb, will have a marriage ceremony with His bride, the church. And there will be a, a marriage ceremony that takes place in heaven. And then immediately after that, it describes Jesus Christ coming back to the earth. And, and so it could be that the marriage feast, after the marriage ceremony, the marriage feast takes place on the earth in Jerusalem during the kingdom age. And so the marriage of the Lamb is in heaven, the ceremony is in heaven, but the reception, if you will, the celebration is on the earth in Jerusalem. Much like we do with weddings today, quite often you have the wedding ceremony in one location, And you have the reception, the celebration afterwards in a different location. And so some believe that this is describing the marriage feast. The marriage ceremony takes place in heaven. Then Jesus Christ returns to the earth with his bride, the church. And then after that, they have the marriage celebration, the marriage feast, this great big banquet in Jerusalem celebrating Jesus and his bride. I like that. 
goes on to say in verse 7, and he will destroy on this mountain in Jerusalem the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. During the kingdom age, there will not be spiritual blindness. There will not be a veil, a spiritual veil over our eyes. You know, in Revelation chapter 20, Satan is uh, as bound during the kingdom age, so there's no spiritual warfare during the kingdom age. And during this time, the veil is lifted from everyone's eyes so everyone can see and understand the things of the Lord clearly. Back in chapter 2, if you want to turn back there with me. Chapter 2, verse 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. This is describing the kingdom age when Christ is reigning from Jerusalem and his kingdom is established on the earth. And many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He, the Lord, will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths For out of Zion, out of Jerusalem, shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And so during the kingdom age, you know, we'll go up to Jerusalem and Jesus will be our teacher. And he will teach us. And we'll have full understanding and full knowledge. The veil will be lifted from our eyes. You know, right now things can be fuzzy and unclear for us. You know, but then all of that is lifted away and we'll be walking in the light of the Lord and we'll have full understanding uh, of his teachings. Go back to chapter 25, again describing the kingdom age, verse 8. And he will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. What a wonderful verse, verse 8 is. During the kingdom age, death will be swallowed up, it says, by life. And 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10 says that Jesus has abolished death. That time when we go to be with the Lord, death will be swallowed up by victory. Not only that, during the kingdom age, it says the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. Jesus himself will wipe away your tears and my tears. He asked me how I know and I say brings truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. 
We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.